Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 25, verses 11 through 20. For your namesake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who are they that fear the Lord? He will teach them the way that they should choose. They will abide in prosperity, and their children shall possess the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and bring me out of my distress. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and with what violent hatred they hate me. O guard my life and deliver me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. Job chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. Why are times not kept by the Almighty, and why do those who know him never see his days? The wicked remove landmarks. They seize flocks and pasture them. They drive away the donkey of the orphan. They take the widow's ox for a pledge. They thrust the needy off the road. The poor of the earth all hide themselves. Like wild asses in the desert, they go out on their toil, scavenging in the wasteland, food for their young. They reap in a field not their own, and they glean in a vineyard of the wicked. They lie all all night naked, without clothing, and have no covering in the cold. They are wet with the rain of the mountains, and cling to the rock for want of shelter. James chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. My brothers and sisters, do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, Have a seat here, please, while to the one who is poor you say, Stand there, or sit at my feet, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs in the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? Welcome to the sixth Monday after Pentecost. This morning, uh, we continue on our reading of Psalm 25. And then with that, we have a a reading from uh, toward the end of the book of Job and a very short passage from the letter of James. Um, And the Job reading um, 
it's just really, I know, it's interesting to me because the first thing that stood out to me um, was that the wicked remove landmarks. Um, and it made me think of uh, a few years ago when ISIS was just emerging and they were going around um, tearing down monoliths or and um, pillaging museums in the Middle East. Uh, but just a few lines later, um, they thrust the needy off the road made me think of my own actions, uh, often when I was driving in Iraq in 2004. Um, the, uh, the difference between our, ourselves and our enemies sometimes isn't so great. And um, it's easy to forget that because we want to, because it's difficult to hurt someone that we know is just like us. Um, and so we, we want to believe that, you know, I wanted to believe when I first saw, I remember watching videos. Um, man, it must have been when I was in Scotland. I think it was when I was in Scotland, 2015. Um, I remember watching a video, um, it must have been by an ISIS person, an ISIS fighter. And they go into this building and there, there's a small handful of Iraqi special forces folks. And I knew because of their uniforms, they were the uniforms that we gave them. They're the uniforms that I saw several of them wearing when I went back to Iraq as a civilian in 2010 in, um, in the town of Rutba. And on the video, they take everybody outside, they lead everybody outside, and then they go through and execute um, all these uh, men who are in you know, American military uniforms, but Iraqi. And um, it, it was surprisingly um, enraging. It's like, I don't know, I'm not in favor of war, kind of, um, I don't know, I thought I would have been more, uh, more um, callous toward it, just kind of, if somebody were to tell me, you know, how do you react if, um, and there was a whole lot of emotions going on, and one of them was, um, a sense of, you know, um, not worthlessness, but like, some kind of despair um, and I've spoken with several veterans who feel this way and I believe there's even research polls to show the same that um, oh yeah recently there's been a Pew Research Center poll um, that showed that most veterans believe that Iraq and Afghanistan weren't were not worth fighting um, that seems kind of fun if you're you know pacifist and the people doing the fighting don't really want to do it. Um, but if you think of that from the perspective of the military's, uh, your military families, military personnel, that waste of time and money and energy and sacrifice is actually really, really painful. Um, that high cost that we pay to do these, to you know, fight two wars, it's a really high cost, and to not see that have had positive effect was really difficult, um, and remains really difficult. And it's not really surprising that most veterans I know are against, not against, 
but they're they're kind of tired of these forever wars. Um, and so in reading this selection from Job, um, you know, it reminded me that um, I'm, you know, my enemies are people like me. Um, they can do stupid, effed up shit. Um, and it makes me think in ways that sympathize with my enemy. Uh, and that's no easy task, especially in, especially in the case of ISIS. Um, but um, to do anything else would be to show favoritism. Um, the letter of James um, makes really clear that um, favoritism works against God's kingdom and God's reign and talks about rich and poor um, and I'm much more I'm more convinced that class is needs our attention um, right now and that I think we have the tools and the conversation going to address racism and sexism but I think classism we still kind of give a, you know kind of a we don't give it nearly as much attention as I think we could because of what it means for us. What it means that we still look down on the poor and we show favoritism. Um, we we question why someone becomes poor. We question why someone becomes our enemy. Um, and we lose sight of the fact that they're people just like us. Um, they're born into different contexts. They have different resources and means. Um, but it's, it's easy to want to hold on to what's good for ourselves. You know, collect all that manna that fell from heaven and ignore the instruction to only take what you need for yourself. Um, I think that's really one of those things that's at the heart of the gospel is, is actively seeking out oneself in your neighbor um, because whatever mutuality or, or similarity you might have it has something to do with God it has something to do with us being created no different with a blank slate um, as everybody else and that doesn't just extend to people but like all of God's creatures um, we are the youngest of all the, crea- all the creatures if we read the book of Genesis humans were created last it means we're the youngest, and yet we've been given responsibility over all this. And that responsibility calls us to care for the other, not just the other creatures, but care for all the others as though we would ourselves, to not show favoritism, um, to not forget that we just as easily will remove landmarks and execute people that work against us, um, and they, that our enemies may thrust the needy off the road, even though it is that we do ourselves. So we should never forget that command to love our neighbor is really a command to love ourselves and to lo- and to not show favoritism, um, not just between others, but between ourselves and our neighbors. Proper 10 from the Book of Common Prayer. O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you, and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do, 
and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.